Welcome to the 12 Days of Edition Wars. In this year's series, we are taking a deep dive into the iconic spells of Dungeons & Dragons. What were they like at first? How have they changed? Are they better than ever? We're going to talk about all that and more. All right, sir. Do you want to uh, do you want to talk about Magic Missile? I do want to talk about some Magic Missile, uh, since, if I recall correctly, this is uh, one of the, the few that comes to us from the man himself. Mr. Jack Vance. <laughs> well, maybe uh, it comes to us from uh, Greyhawk Supplement One because it's not in it's not in the original little brown books. It is not in Mini Magic. It is in the Greyhawk Supplement, and it says this: "It says Magic Missile. This is a conjured missile equivalent to a magic arrow, and it does full damage, two to seven points, to any creature it strikes." For every five levels the magic user has attained, he may add an additional two missiles when employing this spell. So a sixth level magic user may cast three magic missiles at his target, an eleventh level magic user casts five, and so on. Range is fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen inches, which in this is if you're indoors, that's feet, and if you're outdoors, it's yards. Sure. Yeah, it might actually equal out to 150 feet. Yeah. So yeah. So that would be hundred. It'd be one hundred and fifty. Okay. 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 I'm I'm yeah. baffled. What did I say? Uh, every so, uh, every so, time by. Yeah. So the ra- in this the range if it's indoors it's yards and if it's or if it's outdoors it's yards and if it's indoors it's one inch equals ten feet so that would be one hundred and fifty feet so. Okay. Fifteen yards or one hundred fifty feet so so that's you know so okay but here's the thing it's it's a missile single missile two to seven points damage. Right, so yep. 1d6 plus 1. And it's got a built-in scaling function, which built-in is scale. nice. Yeah, built-in scale. Um, so that's that's 0e. Um, here's the thing. It's it's also a first-level spell. I did not mention its level because it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's 0e. So that's what we get. We get we get a one missile with a 1d6 plus 1 damage, but every five levels you get to cast two additional ones. So that's that's not bad. It, it scales up. That's great. Um so that's OE. Well, so and, and the automatic hit is notable here. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You don't, you don't yeah. have to do anything yep. special right. to hit. Yep. Um yep. no yeah, no no uh no problem there. It's it's always going to uh fly true, right? Yep. When we get to Holmes basic what we find is that it's still level one, 150 foot range. They don't use the crazy inches, yards, feet thing. God bless them. Yeah. A conjured missile equal to a magic arrow. It does one die roll plus one point, two to seven, to any creature it strikes. Roll the missile fire like a longbow arrow, missile fire table. Higher level magic users fire more than one missile. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that that's the other basic version that's come in over the years right. mm-hmm. one where you have to make an attack roll of mm-hmm. some kind mm-hmm. um uh, you know nowadays we'd call that a ranged spell attack <laughs> right um yeah. and it does kind of make it more like other spells but i so here's the thing is that so that I, I I'm pretty sure. Let's check real quick. But I'm pretty sure that reverts really quick because because let's let's find out what it says in basic. So this is BX. So this is Moldvay, Moldvay, Tom Moldvay's basic. It says magic yeah. missile range 150 feet. One turn duration. 
A magic missile is a glowing arrow created and shot by magic, which does two to seven, one to six, so consistent damage uh, to any creature it strikes. It will automatically hit any visible target. For every five levels the caster's gained, he or she may shoot two more missiles when casting the spell. For example, a sixth level magic user may cast three. These may be shot at one target, or the caster may choose to cast the missiles. So what's interesting about this that I need to point out is Holmes is the one who calls for an attack roll. And the thing about it is that Holmes is usually very, very, very close to first edition because mm. the idea was you're going to go from Holmes, you're going to hit third level, you're going to go right into AD&D. And whereas the basics can kind of stand alone, you know, BX kind of you might go into, in, into AD&D or you might just keep with basic rules. And Beckme, you could stay with Beckme up through level 36, so you weren't necessarily going to hop over to, to 1E. But Holmes specifically is about teaching you the game, the low levels of the game, so that you can then pull in AD&D. And it's very interesting to me that this one calls for an attack roll because, well, and so we'll see what happens. But so in OE, no attack roll. In Holmes, you got to make an attack roll. In BX, that is Tom Moldvay's, you know, wonderful, you know, red book no no attack roll necessary or no attack yep. roll needed okay um again with it, that duration one turn that i know crazy right? yeah it, it, i that's that's an artifact right though because we talked about it, uh, it is it's know. just yeah yeah um and so let's uh let's let's look at um uh frank mincer's beck me so this is a uh, uh basic red box right mm -hmm. uh, magic missile 150 foot duration one round Effect creates one or more arrows. Magic Missile is a glowing arrow created and shot by magic, which inflicts 2 to 7, 1d6 plus 1 points of damage. So, again, consistent damage across all. After the spell is cast, the arrow appears next to the magic user and hovers there until the magic user causes it to shoot. When shot, it will automatically hit any visible target. So we still have auto hit. It will move with the magic user until shot or until the duration ends. That's why there's a duration on there. The magic missile sure. actually has no solid form and cannot be touched. A magic missile never misses its target, and the target is not allowed a saving throw. For every five levels of experience the caster of, of the caster, two or more missiles are created. Thus, the sixth level gets three magic missiles. Uh, the missiles may be shot at different targets. So the, now, now we get an explicit, it stays there until the duration ends, and an explicit, if you get more than one missile, you can shoot them at different targets. So we're getting we're getting more explicit. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> There's basic. So then we get to first edition. So let's talk about first edition. So magic missile, first edition, evocation, level one, range, six inch or a plus one inch per level. So that again, that inch is in first edition, it's 10 feet or, you know, a yard, yards. Yeah. Um, area of effect, one or more creatures in a 10 square foot area. Casting time, one segment, saving throw, no component BS. Okay. Use of the magic missile spell creates one or more magical missiles, which dart forth from the magic user's fingertip and unerringly strike their target. Each missile does two to five hit points. Now our damage decreased for the first time. Yep. 1d4 plus one of damage. If the magic user has multiple missile capability, he or she can have them strike a single target creature or several creatures as desired. For each level of experience of the magic user, the range of his or her magic missile extends one inch beyond the six inch base range for every two levels of experience the magic user gains an additional missile so 
two at third level, three at fifth, four at seventh. That's why the damage is reduced because you get yeah. more sooner. So previously yeah, you had to smoothing out the progression right, right. also. Yeah, the progression oh. got smooth. So previously you had to be you got one at you know first level, then at sixth level you got two more, so you got three. Now you got one at first level, but uh, at third level you get uh, two, and at fifth level you get three, and at fourth level, uh, or at seventh level you get four. So, eh, okay, whatever. But your damage is lower for each individual missile. So very interesting. Still no roll though. So this is one place where again Holmes deviates from A D and D, which is which is not exactly expected by me. That's not expected by me. Yeah. All right, let's see how much second edition deviates from first edition. I will just say the one in first edition is, you know, the first truly yep, that is magic missile to me right. that that I've seen here. It's got the right damage number, right? Right. I, yeah. Like yeah. for me, magic missile is sort of the same as, as saying D four plus one damage. Like that's what I'm used to from because I started in second. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of the other details uh, don't matter as much to me. They don't have as much traction with me. But right. that uh, that damage total and yeah, you know, that general scaling scheme that's going to run through third edition at least is very recognizable. Um so yeah, so and here's the thing, right? Like I like I'm okay with a one D six plus one magic missile. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I'm not yeah, mad I, about oh, it. Oh no, I know, I know. Right? But the reason I'm okay with it is because for a long time Beck me was my go to Sure. Yeah. That I ran. Right. So for me, that's just, that's what I remember. Um, okay. So let's look at 2E. 2E says this magic missile is still an evocation, 60 yard range plus 10 yards per level, duration instantaneous. Now they fixed the duration for you. <laughs> uh, area of effect one to five targets, casting time one. Use of the magic missile spell creates up to five missiles of magical energy that dart forth from the wizard's fingertip and unerringly strike their target. So no attack roll again. This includes enemy creatures in a melee. The target creature must be seen or otherwise detected to be hit, however, so near total concealment such as that offered by arrow slits can render the spell ineffective. Likewise, the caster must be able to identify the target. So it still hits unerringly, but now there's sort of a line of sight thing going on. There's a, there's a, has to be big enough for the magic to go through kind of thing, not complete concealment. Um, they cannot direct a magic missile to strike the commander of the Legion unless they can single out the commander from the rest of the soldiers, for example. Specific parts of a creature cannot be singled out. Inanimate objects, that is locks, for example, cannot be damaged by the spell, and any attempt to do so wastes the missiles to no effect. Against creatures, each missile inflicts 1d4 plus 1 points of damage, so now you're at first edition uh, damage numbers. For every two extra levels of experience, the wizard gains an additional missile. He has two at third, three at fifth, four at seventh, etc., up to a total of five at level nine. If the wizard has multiple missile capability, he can have them strike a single target creature or several creatures as desired. So very, very similar to first edition with a few embellished details. Yep, not different in ways that generally matter, right? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's more clarification than actual rules change, right? It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not. It's not an issue at all. Um, yeah. So, I mean, 
you know, basically we're looking at a spell that hasn't changed much at this point, right? I'm uh, just so grateful that the range is now <laughs> a standard thing that I know how to read. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> right. Sorry, y'all. I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't play first edition. Yeah. And yeah. Sammy's well, you, gonna explain that to me a dozen more times. No, I mean I, I just I, I always forget too. Remember, I mean I flubbed it at the beginning of the thing because I'm like, oh yeah, wait, is it this way in Holmes or what is it that you know? And I just forget. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't like when I played the game actively, like it was just second nature. It wasn't a big deal. Sure. But, you know. Now yeah, I sure. kind of sort of think about it. So, so so let's take a look at third edition. So 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 far, as I was saying. We haven't really seen any big changes, right? So we changed the progression of when an extra missile comes and we changed the damage and we made it so that it's a little more, uh, you get more missiles sooner. Uh, so it feels more effective, but they do slightly less damage on average. Eh, okay. That's, you know, that's, that's kind of a tit for tat change. It doesn't really affect very much. Yep. Um, we've been more explicit about when you can hit someone. You still don't need an attack roll other than that blip during Holmes. Um, so third edition magic missile evocation force sorcerer wizard one components are the same one standard action range is medium 100 feet plus 10 feet per level so now it's even easier to understand the the distance there um targets up to five creatures no two of which can be more than 15 feet apart so now we're more explicit about how it can affect different creatures durations instantaneous no saving throw yes it is affected by spell resistance a missile of magical energy darts forth from your fingertip and strikes its target, dealing 1d4 plus 1 points of force damage. The missile strikes unerringly, even if the target is in melee combat or has less than total cover or total concealment. Specific parts of a creature can't be singled out. Inanimate objects are not damaged. For every two caster levels beyond first, you gain an additional missile. Two at third, three at fifth, four at seventh, and a maximum of five at ninth or higher. Uh, if you shoot multiple missiles, you can have them strike a single creature or several. A single missile can strike only one creature. You must designate targets before you check for spell resistance or roll damage. So a little bit more explicit on how you're getting the damage in there, but actually a little less explicit than the 2E version regarding how certain things work. And I think that's partly just because the rules more explicitly spell it out so they don't have to clarify. Right. Like they don't need to explain that you can't target inanimate objects because right. targets yeah, yeah. says creatures right. and they mean right. it. Right. But they do have to tell they, you. They just still tell you that, but you could, you could get away with not. Yeah. Yeah. Point. But the, the sort of verbiage in second edition is a lot different, right? It's, it's yeah. like, it has to tell you the sort of in natural language, why you can and can't do these certain things. Um, yeah. The other thing that is the big difference between this and the previous, not not specifically this one, but this, sort of this evolution of this spell is a uh, fact that it comes out of your fingertip. Oh yeah. So in 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 Beckme, it's a it it sort of hovers above the caster's shoulder. Basically, it's like they have this missile hovering next to their head, and it's there for the duration until they basically, you know say go over there right they direct it to go in all the other editions it, it, after that specifically it sort of says oh well you shoot it out of your fingertip right and you shoot out of yep. your fingertip you shoot it out of your fingertip magic missile same in third edition you're shooting it sort of out of out of your fingertips um which is an it's it, i mean it ha it's a completely inconsequential change right other than the duration thing where here it's instantaneous you shoot it when you cast it but like the idea of where it comes from is is 
interesting only in that, you know, they felt like it was necessary to say it's like you're pointing and shooting it out of your finger versus there's a missile there. Right. It's, it's just, a, it's one of those weird artifact things. It's a very interesting kind of thing happening. Yeah. Um, um, is magic missile a go-to spell in third edition? So I will certainly say that uh, when I was playing a transmuter in um, an Eberron campaign, mm-hmm. having a wand of magic missile, they're just first level magic missiles, but as a wand of magic missile, 50 charges mm-hmm. was really important for me to just have something to do that didn't burn my precious spell slots. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was going to be doing one to five points, so two to five points of damage, but man, I've got people for doing the steady damage. Mm-hmm. My job is to solve the weird problems. Right. Right. Um, I, I will certainly say that, uh, other than enemies that can cast shield to stop it, like they're going to do resist force damage. Get out. No, right. That's not a thing. Right. Nothing is resistant to force. Nothing is immune to force. Not actually nothing. They they did introduce things mm-hmm. that had uh, five or ten points of force resistance, but it's an incredibly rare resistance. Force right. damage is definitely a very desirable damage flavor in third. Um, and not having to deal with armor class is hugely desirable because. Right. Um, in third edition, ACs can get very, very high. Right. You're a, you're a wizard or a sorcerer. Your attack bonus does not get very, very high. Right. So in that regard, yes, it's a strong go-to. Um, also because it's only first level, um, it's a, it's really good bait for something like quicken, mm-hmm. uh, to just. I cast my main spell, let's call it a fireball, and now I'm going to quicken. Uh, the spell's still going to be fairly cheap, but mm-hmm. I'm tacking on 25 points of damage or whatever right. to my fireballs already softening you up. Right. That's a pretty good round. Yeah, yeah. We're starting to get somewhere, folks. Yeah. I'm just because, you know, I mean, this whole series is about the iconic spells, right? And so, yeah. you know, when I think of Magic Missile, the reason Magic Missile is iconic is because of the unerring hit, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in Beckme, you're doing 1d6 plus 1 damage and you uh, y- you will hit your target. There yeah. is no way to stop you. As long as that spell goes off, you're hitting your target. And that is such a, a boon Right. Cause I mean, it's not like they had 20 spell slots to be using, right. It's just like, that might be their one spell they're using. Right. Um, yeah. But, but it was such a, 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 a it was such a, a boon when it was needed to have it. Right. For sure. Because, because you, you know, if you're, if you're in dire straits and there's that one enemy left, but you know, you, no one is in shape to deal with that individual. Uh, and you, you've got, one magic missile in your pocket, right? Like you've got it in your back pocket that you still have one spell you could cast and it's this and you didn't, you know, it's, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but oh, you're going to take out that thing, right? Yeah. And I mean, that's that's powerful, right? In low level, I mean, you know, I'm talking about low level Beck me, right? Low level basic D&D, but that's part of what makes the spell iconic is does decent damage and it 
always hits. Yeah, I, I agree that if you're in dire straits, it's your latest trick. Right. That's a music joke, folks. <laughs> it's kind of kind of showy right here. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but you get my idea, right? So I, I was just no, I do, I do. If, I, I think it's yeah. a, I think it's a good steady spell that, like, it's going to solve problems for you. You you can't really ignore it. it is it? always the right solution of course not but right no um having a way to ignore defenses is great right it wasn't in beck me either it was just a really great thing to have in your back pocket if you it, it you know like so many things right the situation had to be correct right it had to be the right time right uh, place kind of thing like i was just wondering like in third edition because i never played much third so yeah, i didn't know if it remained iconic and I, useful I, th right? I think it i think you definitely say it remains iconic and useful um, you do get to a stage of the game where that that last uh, line there, spell resistance, yes, is a whole problem. But right. it's a problem for so many of your spells. You're sort of, yeah, okay, I buy all the feats to, you know, pure spell resistance, mm -hmm. fine. Right. <laughs> Instead of yeah. necessarily going to spells that get around it, because you, that you, it's sort of reworking your whole spell list for all conjurations. Right. Which you're not going to do. Yeah. All right. Uh, so are you, are, are you ready to talk about fourth? Yeah. 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 All right. So here is fourth edition magic missile from the PHB one. Yep. yep, yep. And here's what it says. Wizard attack one. So that means it's the first level wizard spell. You launch a silvery bolt of force at an enemy. It's an at will, which means you can do it any number of times that you want per day. Uh, it's got a range of 20, 20 squares. That's 100 feet because uh, each you know square is yep. 5 feet. Uh, targets one creature. You have to make an attack roll. You use your intelligence modifier, and it's versus their reflex defense. So it's not versus AC. It hit does 2d4 plus your intelligence modifier force damage, and that will increase uh, if you get higher levels. And then it says this power counts as a ranged basic attack when a power allows you. So, so in fourth edition, uh, it was it was important to have a really decent basic attacks because uh, yep. if you ran out of your special stuff, you could always use a basic attack. Or sometimes there were spells that allowed you to make a ranged uh, basic attack or a melee basic attack. Right. So, so warlords were really good about yeah. letting you make a. Uh, range basic attack mm -hmm. kind of thing um, right and so if your if your basic attacks really sucked then that's not as great a, a boon as if your ranged attack is really great that's right <laughs> so uh, so this is this is the first fourth edition PHB yep and what they're doing here is acknowledging that magic missile is iconic mm -hmm. and it when, if you're going to cast a lot of magic missiles, that feels like being a wizard. Mm -hmm. yep. The exact definition of what a magic missile is and how it basically operates, mm -hmm. that's that's all very negotiable to them. Right. Uh, yeah, and notice it doesn't even say it comes out of your fingertips or it stands by yeah. your head and you launch it. Like, it just says you yeah. launch it. It's there. It's yep. gone. It's going. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the the thing where it can only target one creature that's nothing like the magic missiles that we've seen right um it's it's growth progression is sort of oh, very yeah. well, very tamped down here it's one it, you hit yeah. you hit you get one missile you hit one creature 
Only when you get to 21st level does the damage increase. You don't even increase number of missiles. Your damage increases. So now you do get your damage, a little bit of damage boost from uh, your implement. Right. That's nice. Right. Right. Well, but what I was going to say was the thing is that you, the reason you don't get multiple missiles at higher levels is because this is an at will spell. Right. Yeah, so yeah. you can cast it any number of times. So instead of saying, oh, I want to cast my magic missile at fifth level and get three of them or whatever, you say, okay, this turn I'm casting magic missile and it's going to hit hopefully. And then next turn I can cast another different magic missile. And then I, the next turn I can cast another one. The next turn. So it's basically right. a cantrip that you right. can uh, cast as your as your main action at any time. Right. And and it also does suffer a little from um coming out in the first player's handbook. Oh yeah, yeah. The later books they have plenty of power creep. They're, they're, they're beefier, yeah. Uh, for sure. I think this would have worked very differently if it had come out in a later book. Uh, which we can probably yeah. uh, demonstrate specifically. Right, we can. Well, so here's the other thing is that um, amongst all of the other things that 4E got dragged for, this was apparently a major point of contention for some vocal part of the fan base that, right. oh, a magic missile and I have to roll and I can cast it any number of times per day, no matter what, but I have to, I have to roll for it. Bring um, me the smelling salts. I shall be in yes. my... Boudoir. Yes, yes. I, I, I have no need for you ever again in my life. I am leaving now and taking my ball. You know. Um, oh my lord! It was, yes, it, it was. Well, yes. if you got to find something to be mad about, I, I guess. Mean, it's- yeah. Um. So, so here's the thing, right? Like, like I, I do agree. It's a little bit weak, right? It's a little bit yeah. weak. Now, it's a little bit weak. If you say, well, yeah, but it's a cantrip. You can cast it any time. Okay, maybe it's not as weak in in it, that it, context. No, it's a little weak for a it's, cantrip. It's still a little weak, right? But wizard cantrips are kind of bad. Yeah, yeah, but 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 you get my point, though, right? Like, oh, I do. I do. I do. It's it, it, if you just look at the first PHB, it's it's okay. It's, it's not okay. great. It's all right. Uh, it. I agree with the detractors that it doesn't really rise to the level of the iconic magic missile that I want it to be. I'll right. I, I, would, I, would, I would go that far for sure. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. Um, so then um, after a like, couple of years. So just to explain a little tiny bit more about what makes it underwhelming, mm, it yeah. is that it's pure damage. It's got a nice long range, but it doesn't do anything but damage. And that damage is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at a lot of the other wizard cantrips, they are reasonably competitive damage. They're within two or three points competitive. Well, I mean, look on at, damage. Look at right. the spell right above this on the page. Yeah, yeah. there's a right. lot more going on there, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but like you look at um, some of the other stuff. Uh, I'm looking at arcane power. Um, there's just so many other little peripheral effects that wind up mattering more than you know a couple points of average damage. Mm-hmm. Thunder wave is an absolute yeah. crowd pleaser. That's why like, I just went. This there. is this is the yeah. moment where thunder wave becomes just it's iconic, a new iconic spell. Yeah. It, it is one of a fairly one of a really very very small number of instant icons. Mm-hmm. Uh, thunder wave and healing word might be two of the most iconic new spells in all of 
forth. Right. I'm, I'm going to say. Yeah. So, so here's, here's the thing, folks. So here's why, here's why magic missile feels underwhelming. You cast it. You can, yes, it's got a decent range, but you target one creature and you maximum, you're going to do like eight damage plus your spellcasting mod, right? So maybe plus four. Okay. So you're going to do 12 damage. Um, Cloud of daggers right above it. Also a level one at will attack. You can target it within 10 squares of you, so 50 feet, so it, it, it only has half the range. Yep. And you target it on a square, right? And in that square is a small cloud of whirling daggers, okay? So the, 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 the flavor text is, you create a small cloud of whirling daggers, a force that relentlessly attack creatures in the area. So it, you're casting it on the area, and any creature in that area you get to roll an attack. I mean, granted, it's a small space, so one creature can fit there. So it's still going to be, right, uh, at this point, one square. So one creature. It does 1d6, right, instead of 2d4. So, eh, okay, slightly less. But then there's an effect. And the uh, effect right. is... I mean, that, that's, you know, three and a half plus your intelligence modifier versus five. Right. Like, okay, right, right. a point not, and a half yeah, average damage. Yeah, yeah, not, I mean, yeah, not Bring that, that's, that's why I say not, not yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. yeah. But I'm just so, running the numbers for our, right, right, our right. listeners, right? But here, here's the effect. The powers area is filled with sharp daggers of force. Any creature that enters the area or starts its turn there takes force damage equal to your wisdom modifier, minimum of one. The cloud remains in place until the end of your next turn. Or you can dispel it earlier if you want to. Now, here's the thing. Here's why that's important. Because if you have someone else that does something that makes that creature not be able to move during their turn, now they're definitely taking that that damage, right? Yep. And so you work together to make sure. Whereas Magic Missile offers nothing like that. It yep. o- the only thing it offers is it's it's also a range-based attack. And, right? and that's not nothing. That's not nothing. So, so if you're going to pick... You get to pick two cantrips, so okay, you can afford to maybe spare one for magic missile, right? But man, Thunderwave is so much sexier, right? When you look at Thunderwave, right? Not that we meant this to turn into like a spell comparison thing, but Thunderwave also in fourth edition, also in the first PHB, Wizard Attack One, it's an at will. Uh, you create a whip crack of sonic power that lashes up from the ground. Each creature in the blast, it's a close blast three. Okay, which means three squares, okay, around. And then it set it's an intelligence versus fortitude, one d six damage if you hit, and you push the target number of squares equal to your wisdom modifier. So so I just want to be clear, a a blast three this is for our listeners, Sam I know you know. A a blast three is a uh, three by three square. You have to be touching uh, one of its sides or corners right. with your square. It is not a point blank AOE right. that radiates out from your square in all directions. So this is having you play a very delicate positioning game right. where you really need to hit because you really need to, need that guy to get pushed off you. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But what it's doing is, you know, in fourth edition, wizards are controllers. So nope. it's allowing you to use a, a very, um, first level at will kind of power and you can move individuals around the battlefield. That's the long and short of that. Right. 
um, which again, Magic Missile doesn't offer you those things. So here's the thing, right? All of this is all well and good because, as you mentioned, you get two at-will spells at first level, and all of these are decent if you pair them, right? Any of these, you could take it and then pair it with Magic Missile, and now you've got a really nice repertoire, right? But then here's what happened. Everybody complained about it. So... Uh, not and confirmed, but yeah, yeah, you know, and people were complaining. Okay, and uh, in a couple years after the release of this book, they released the Essentials line, which was a sort of uh, revamped on ramp of the game, and it came with another set of uh, players' handbooks. One of which was called Heroes of the Fallen Lands, and that book included this spell, this magic missile spell which is also a wizard attack power number one, for that is first level, uh, a glowing blue bolt of magical energy hurdles from your finger and unerringly strikes your target. So now even the flavor text sounds more like the traditional magic missile. It's an at-will spell, uh, range of 20, so same range, target one creature, same target. The effect is you do two plus your intelligence modifier force damage, so you don't roll to hit. It just an effect in fourth edition means that thing happens when you cast this. That happens, and then it says special. If the implement used with this power has an enchantment bonus, enchantment bonus, add that bonus to the damage. So if you're if you're using this uh, with with an actual um, implement, which lots of wizards did, uh, also you can use this as a range basic deck. So here's the thing. At level 11, now the damage goes up by one. At level 21, it goes up by another two. So much closer to the traditional (laughs) non-Holmesian, right? Because remember, it it is true that in Holmes, it had you roll. So, right? Um, So, yeah. So much, you know, it, it is much closer to even the text and the and the and the sort of narrative sort of feeling of it is much closer to the traditional, you know, Beck Me and first edition and even second edition, right? Uh, yep. Because because of how it's written. And here's the thing: people didn't like this one either. <laughs> That's right. Right? They couldn't make anybody happy. Um. No, in no small part because. Uh, they had already lost so much trust from the the fans right. over the course of the edition's release. Sure. Yeah, uh, like th- there is no limit to how much they poisoned the well themselves mm-hmm. with the the whole marketing approach. We've talked right. about this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we don't have to go into all that now. Yeah, but this but, sort of is a, a tiny stair step cobblestone. That's right, part, part of that. They're trying to like rebuild back to what people want. I'm going to be honest. Like uh, six automatic damage uh, is not that exciting, mm-hmm. right? Um, it doesn't actually make for that fun of a turn. Right. Um, like rolling no dice isn't great. Mm-hmm. It just, I'm sorry, you, you missed your tension moment, right? Yeah, um, and. And the, the, the it's, scaling it's, function up to at like a level 21, you might be doing, I'm going to call it about 12, 13, yeah, 14 maybe. points of damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got a, a pretty good if implement you yourself well, and you've, yeah. and you've stacked in well, right. But, 
but but here's the only thing, so right? Even, exciting even if, at that level. Even if you're only doing two damage, you're killing minions. Right? Um. Yes. You're you're, but, you're you're just going pew pew and killing minions, but there's no tension there. There's no dice roll. There's well, no like. Right, and and what's worse, like you have other at will options that could be killing two or more minions. Right. right. With a, a decent roll. Right. So the problem is that the structure of the game in fourth edition of having at will powers that are unlimited, because, you know, um, you know, third edition had cantrips, right? Didn't they have zero level spells? But, uh, but, it did. Yes. Uh, they were limited, at will. Yeah, right. You, had, they, they were you were limited. limited. Yeah. You, you had a certain number of slots, right? Yeah, so, right. so you, they were still a resource you had to deal with yeah. in fourth edition. When you have an at literal at will spell means as long as you have room in your turn to do that thing, you do it uh-huh. like you, you can do it right. Like in this case, it's a standard action. So in fourth edition, you get a standard action, you get a minor action, you get a move action and you can buy your standard down into a move or you can buy your move down into a minor. You can by your standard you know so you can have this combination of things right if you've got a standard action you can cast an at will spell and you can just do that all day long and there's no limit so there's no resource management there other than what other things you could be doing on your turn so it's opportunity cost rather than resource management in that case and what brandis is saying is the problem with this and the reason it's not satisfying is number one there's no dice roll but number two now the opportunity cost is too high for what this provides. Yep. I, I am saying that, yep. Because why would you choose this when there's so many other things to choose uh, for your standard action that could be possibly better, even if you have to roll and you might miss? Like, yeah. So, yeah, so they 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 kind of, um, they, they uh, you know, they they tried to correct, right? They, they tried a course correction uh, with this particular spell and with a few other things, but... Uh, with this particular spell, it kind of really fell flat. Like there, there are, you know, uh, there, there was, there, there were um, pages and pages of commentary spent on this debate uh, back in, you know, putting it mildly. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, people, people were angry. <laughs> there was a lot of angry people. Um, um, yeah, I mean, you know. I don't know if you've ever, you know, heard of fans. <laughs> Nobody hates like a fan. I'll tell you that for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Woof. Love hard, hate hard, right? Mm. Um, but in any case, so, you know, looking back in hindsight, I can actually see the good things in both and the bad things in both. And I, I ran for, for sure. I, for I ran sure. a fourth edition campaign just recently. Um, and I gave the, the player the choice because they said, oh, I, you know, magic missile, whatever, which, which one do I choose? And I told them you could use whichever one you want, like, but tell me which one. And that'll be the one that's in this game. Like you don't get to go back and forth. Right. That's right. And he's like, oh, I want to do the one where you got to roll. Cause who doesn't want to roll dice. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, and that, you know, yeah. but whatever, I could easily just see a person saying they don't want to have to roll. Right, they sure. want to. They want to know that they're going to do a certain amount of damage, and and that's it. It's guaranteed. And and if you have a party build that is going to lean hard on letting you make make extra range basic attacks, again, warlords yeah. are the way here. But right. there might be others yep. that I'm not thinking of. Yep. Then, um, that's really nice for just, um, oh, you you gave me that thing. Okay, that guy takes you know, six or seven or 14 damage or whatever, just we move on. 
I just right. just really get through that thing the other player let me do really really fast. Right, right, yeah, exactly. So, so let's uh, let's move on to fifth edition then. I think. Yeah. First level, casting time one action, range hundred twenty feet, instantaneous duration, evocation school, no surprise there. Force damage. You create three glowing darts of magical force. Each dart hits a creature of your choice that you can see within range. A dart deals 1d4 plus 1 force damage to its target. The darts all strike simultaneously, and you can direct them to hit one creature or several. At higher levels, when you cast this spell using a spell slot of second level or higher, this spell creates one more dart for each slot level above first. So the damage is 1e2e damage. That's right. And, and, and third, right? And, and third, third was and no third, different. Yes, and third. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> and the but the progression is different, right? Mm-hmm. Because you get more <laughs> sooner, right? Because they're acknowledging that uh, creatures have a couple more hit points. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the progression of other sp- it matches the progression of other spells and spell damage, right? So yeah, so, so it's a so, traditional implementation. Right. Uh, I, I like the at higher levels um, that fifth ed went with where you choose how big and bad you want to go with each individual spell. Um, that That is going to mean that, yeah, like some fights, it's not worth using a first level slot to cast a first level magic missile. That's not a good use of your time. Right. And that's okay. <laughs> because you can use your first level slots for utility stuff. It's right. fine. Yep. Uh, there, there are utility spells to to worry with, but you could be casting this, you know, with a slightly higher uh, slot level, and now we're getting somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. it does still uh, avoid saves and cover right. and armor class and yep. every other consideration yep. other than the shield spell specifically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and no attack, force resistance no is throw. so rare. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. gosh, it's force resistance rare. Yeah. Um, so there's there's one weird feature about this spell that I want to call out that makes some other weird things happen. Uh, and I sort of enjoy this bit of telling stories about the rules. Right. Um, because people don't play this spell this way unless you tell them about this interpretation of the rule it isn't mm-hmm. a naturalistic reading. Right. But what's supposed to happen, according to Jeremy Crawford, is that when you when you cast this spell, you, you cast three missiles, but you only roll one D four and add one one time. And that applies to that that result applies to all the missiles. Mm-hmm. So they're all whichever number from two to five that you happen right. to roll. Right. People don't naturally play it that way. I I don't think I don't tend to find. No, right? I I, it, I think it that says, most people. It says a dart deals, so that means okay, one of them deals one d four plus one, and the next one deals one d four plus one, and the next one deals. So I'm going to roll one d four plus one for the first one, and one d four plus one for the second one. <laughs> uh huh. That's yeah. I, that's the more natural reading of it. Yes. Yeah. And also, people just like really rolling more dice, like right, yeah, be and because rolling dice is fun, and because how disappointing is it when you roll the one on the d four? 
super disappointing. Right. Let me tell you, right? folks. And if you have to apply that to five missiles, <laughs> right? Like yep. that's, you know, but if it's you go to four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, that's, and, that's uh, so, and so that matters, especially uh, when you look at the uh, evoker subclass for wizards uh, that adds damage to a single die roll. Mm. So that right. means it multiplies yeah. across all missiles. Right. Interesting. Where yep. did where did he um, drop this little bit of wisdom that it, that it should be one roll? Uh, on the uh, site previously known as Twitter. Oh. This is years ago, man. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We're talking about like 2015 or so. Right. Yeah, when the game first came out and there, there were two or three people that were answering questions. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, that's very interesting. I have, would never have read it that way. I would. I still I still don't read it that way, but I never would yeah, have yeah, on yeah. my own either. But, um, but that technically uh, – the technical reading – Right, winds up having repercussions mm -hmm. right. in the rules, yeah. Um, and, and also, the all strike simultaneously was clarified to mean um, you total up the damage from magic missile for purposes of concentration, rather mm. than making right concentration saves individually. Yeah, okay. Which I think is not true for um, scorching ray. But I'm not. Don't quote me on that. That I'm going off of memory here, folks. Let's but, find out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Might as well go to it. Scorching ray, second level. You create and, three rays of fire and hurl them at targets within range. You can hurl them at one target or several. Make a ranged spell attack for each ray. On a hit, the target does two. Yeah. So since it's a different attack roll. Uh, and it and it's on a hit. The target takes this, so that damage would be separate for purposes uh, of concentration. Yeah, I sort of think if you wanted to be sure, like I, I feel like it's still a single spell, mm -hmm. and so it's all within the scope of. You know what? I I don't care. It's yeah, fine. yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, look. If my player said to me, "Hey, I'm casting that all at one person. Can I just roll the three attacks and then roll all the damage at once?" Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, "Yeah, sure." Like right here, like that's not. And I'm, I'm the, the, the question is, would you remember to break it into multiple um, uh, con saves to maintain, maintain concentration? No, I would just do. I mean, I guess it depends on the situation, right? Right. Um. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't care enough about it to yeah like that. For me, I'd be like, that's a great idea. Is this gonna is like this making a more fun, exciting scene? Okay, let's do it. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so interesting. I would never read Magic Missile that way. I, mean, I just, I just wouldn't. That's here we are. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I definitely feel that Magic Missile still has a strong place in the the average uh, Arcane Caster's repertoire uh, in Fifth. It, I mean, if it were still just one missile at uh, for a first level slot, then no, because you do have cantrips. But those the, the three darts mm -hmm. that can't miss uh, give it a strong enough position. Um, yeah, I think I, I think they didn't make it a cantrip because of the lesson maybe learned in fourth edition, right? Uh, right, and um, I mean 
the unfortunate thing is against a an opponent with high defenses, um, an upcast magic missile can outpace Scorching Ray pretty badly, uh, just depending. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, four missiles that absolutely will hit, well, you don't have to miss with Scorching Ray very much to uh, for that to start looking real good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're talking about 46 up against uh, 44 plus four. Well, hold on now. It, it, that is if you miss with one Scorching Ray, right? If you know you're going to hit with all of them because you have advantage, then yeah, Scorching Ray all the way, buddy. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Mm -hmm. Murder that guy. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Ch I mean, ch chase that crit life. I support you. <laughs> yeah. I, I like this fifth edition version. I think it, yeah. um, it really feels it, 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 the changes to it match with fifth edition as a game. Yeah. Right. Um, just like, and you know, I mean, I'm sure it sounds to some of the audience, if they don't know us that well, that we were complaining about the fourth edition version. The thing is that the first version of magic missile in fourth edition also matched the edition, right? Yeah. Like yeah, it yeah. still was a, an iconic magic missile in that edition, as much as I would say it's not perfect. Like it still matched that uh, third edition, I think as well. Right. Um, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Sec second and first are so close. You can't really separate those. So obviously those all, you know, it, it, it's really interesting that it's, you know, the changes that have happened over time have really been because of mechanics or clarifications in the game system. Yeah. And that's, I think, part of one of the reasons why it's still so iconic, right? Because not only is it useful, um, but it has gone through five editions plus all the basics with very little change, actually. I mean... Yep. It is It is one of the least changed of all of yeah. all spells, right? Yeah. Uh, there are sort of two blips mm -hmm. in its path. Uh, yeah. the, the rebalancing from... D six plus one down to D four mm -hmm. plus one doesn't right. even count. Come on, guys, no, that's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and honestly, going up to three missiles uh, uh, in in fifth edition still feels like very little because it is just sort of fitting within mm -hmm. the the math dynamic of its edition. Right. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, it, it's an iconic spell, no question about it. Um, like. Anyone who'd ever played D and D, even original D and D, and then read sort of Shannara, knew where Terry Brooks got his idea. <laughs> because because yeah. uh, Alan does just this, <laughs> right? Just straight up this. I, I, okay, I I assume I have that right. That's my memory from mm. reading sort of Shannara <clears throat> an unholy number of years ago. Uh, <laughs> But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would, you know, given the, the effect that, that D and D had on the video games of the time and, and now currently, yeah. uh, and, and the effect that, you know, it's, it's sort of a, a snake eating its own tail, right? You, you get, you get the game, which is influenced by literature. And then now you have the literature, 
going forward after that that's influenced by the game. And then you have a whole other industry, video games that are influenced by RPGs and then vice versa. And then you have, you know, television shows and like every everything. I mean, it's part of pop culture now. So when we, you know, we generally don't take a look at pop culture in a bubble, right? Like, I mean, depending on what questions you're asking, you might, but in terms of looking at the influence of something, RPGs finger out and they influence so many things. Oh my and gosh. So it's, it's no surprise. It's no surprise that, that you can look back and read a book from, you know, the mid eighties or late eighties or early nineties and go, wow, that sounds like it came right out of D and D because it probably was influenced by that. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, the people who would go on to make video games, I, I don't want to blow your mind or anything, but they were nerds, Sam. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, and that's that's the thing, right? And, you know, who could have predicted that these same nerds would be, you know, the forerunners of, you know, such a huge popular industry as, as video games are? Like, it's it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But I think we have run our course for this episode. So, Brandis, sir, my wonderful co-host, where can people find you on the internet? Well, uh, you can find me on Blue Sky uh, at Uh I write for Tribality.com, where I am... Uh, at this point, not finding a lot of time for anything other than Unearthed Arcana breakdowns and uh, book reviews. Uh, but I'm I'm writing those pretty steadily these days because there's so much Unearthed Arcana material, folks. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, and then uh, my personal blog is brendastoddard.com. And personal here means gaming stuff that I'm not putting on Tribality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so that's fine. Um, and then uh, my Patreon is Brenda Stoddard. Awesome. How about you, Sam? Uh, I am on RPGmusings.com. Of course, that's my personal blog. Uh, relatively rarely do I post there anymore, but eh, whatever. Uh, I'm also now on Blue Sky. I am at DM Samuel at bsky.social. I'm also still on Mastodon, DM Samuel at dice.camp. And I occasionally look at the artist formerly known as Twitter because I have a lot of people on there I don't have I don't have access to on other accounts, right? Uh otherwise. So I do type like to, you know. I'm an old curmudgeon, so I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a lot of time to do internet stuff anymore. And I don't want to lose the people that I've got on that X thing, uh, just because I moved off, uh, at the moment. So we'll see how that, 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 that is evol That's an evolving situation. Let's put it that way. So, uh, there it is. I think that's it. You can also find me on the Tome Show Discord. If you would like to get on the Tome Show Discord, shoot me a message on Blue Sky or on, mastodon or on that x horrible thing uh and i would be happy to send you a link to the discord and you can hop right on and have a conversation with all the cool people over there 